Welcome to the Book Hub, an online event space hosted by Luther Seminary. This episode from the event Writing Spiritual Stories features a Q&A with the panelists Katie Langston, Luann Huska, and Stina Kilsmeyer-Cook. We have a couple questions that relate specifically to being an author of a book, and then also a question about um, kind of adapting these storytelling practices to the congregation. So I'm going to start with one that came in first uh, from Jefferson Niles, asking about uh, the cover art on your books. And so I'm going to broaden that to say, um, how can you use imagery to help tell the story right off the bat? You each have these gorgeous book covers. And uh, anyone who wants to jump in and talk about the role that that image plays for you. Yeah, so my, um, you know, my cover, um, which I don't have a copy of it handy, I should have uh, done it, but it, it's got a, a dark silhouette of, of a Mormon temple on it. Uh, set within some, uh, 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 set on the side in some um, kind of um, abstract mountains um, and a path going either from it or to it, you know, that I guess that's a question to ask, but um, it's from it. Uh, but um, the um, uh, sort of the, um, the, the purpose then is to convey both a little bit about what the story is about, to sort of give a sense of off being off balance, uh, which is, you know, a, I think a theme throughout um, the book. Uh, and also the, the temple, the Mormon temple plays a really central part or role in my story thematically. And so it's there sort of um, hovering over the entire story. Um, and, uh, and I think that, um, yeah, I think that cover art or imagery in general uh, can really help set a tone. Um, you know, I talked about beginnings and tone setting, like you can do that even from the very get-go before you even say a word with, with imagery. Anyone else wish to weigh in on that? Um, just that, yeah, I mean, you, you rarely have control, I guess, as an author, what your art's going to be. So um, if you're lucky, um, I was really thrilled with the the in-house book cover designer at IBP. Um, and one thing that was cool too was that they, I do different profiles of female saints in my book and they kind of uh, used an artist to actually do images within the book, kind of similar to what some of the Catholic prayer books are that I've used in the past where they have iconography. And that's really special, I guess, when you're able to find ways to pair images with words like that and, and share them. Um, but it's, yeah, it's one of those things that's just rarely inside your control, unless you yourself are also an artist. Okay, before we get to the next question, I want to let you know that we have our next Book Hub event set up for May 6th. It is about uh, listening to immigration stories and how that impacts how we build community and are the church. Uh, we have three authors uh, lined up for that, Karen Gonzalez, Heidi Newmark, and Patrick Cabello-Hansel. Uh, so we'll be sending out that information um, pretty soon after this one. So mark your calendar for that one. 
And now we have a question from Lisa asking, I'm interested in inviting people to share their stories out loud, maybe written, but maybe not. Is there any way you would adapt these tips for oral storytelling? Uh, I was thinking about that a little bit. Um, I was thinking about how I really wanted to hold like a, a lament circle within my community or my congregation for this whole entire season of <laughs> pandemic and everything else that has happened within this past year. And um, a friend and I were um, from my church were talking about what that would look like and what how we could invite people to offer their own laments up or their own stories of lament um, into the wider circle. And I think there is something really powerful about being in person or at least as much as you can. I think especially in our in this age, we've had to do so much Zoom. Um, if we can do it in a safe way, um, in physical presence of other people, it is so powerful to hear people's voices and see their um, body language as they're telling a story. Um, but but as far as how to adapt these tips to um, that that setting, um, I think one thing that Stina said that I, I was just thinking would be really helpful is just to, to create some some sort of prompt question or or you know theme so that it's not just really amorphous what they're what people are sharing so that it has a yeah a specific frame a container for it um, as well as um, modeling the vulnerability that you you're asking other people to to come forward with um, as leaders um, you know. Being, being the first one to share stories and also um, maybe just having that as a beginning um, ground rule that what stays in what happens in this circle stays in this circle. This is a safe space um, for people to to really come forward with their with their stories. Yeah, that's about all I have to offer for that question. That's great. Um, one more question, uh, Luann, you sort of addressed this. Uh, when you were talking about um, including other people or not in these vulnerable stories that you're telling, but I bet everyone here has some comments they could make about choices to include other people in their memoir telling and um, responses to those choices. Does anyone have a, uh, some advice or ideas they would like to share about including other people. I, I would say that the first draft, you have to just put that question aside. It, it often is like the number one thing that people will ask in memoir writing is, uh -huh. you know, what about the other people? And it's hard to keep those voices from the back of your head. So I would just say the first time you're writing, you have to just don't even think about the, the published result yet because you're not, you're gonna censor yourself. You're not gonna be honest. And just give, and just with the knowledge that you you are going to trust that you're going to have a good publisher, and you're going to trust yourself to in that final edit, to um you know to to cut the things that that maybe aren't appropriate. Um, but I think if you have that question lingering in, at the initial parts, you're not even gonna get get the story out. And you have to be you have to tell the truth. Um, doesn't mean that you have to include everything you can also change people's identifying characteristics and there's ways to tell the truth that don't damage other people but um but if you want to tell a true story you have to give yourself permission to tell the whole story that would be my initial thoughts but maybe 
maybe the other authors have other other ideas. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, especially then don't censor yourself when you're writing the first draft. Um, and then what I what I did in my book is that there's a you know there are a few times where maybe someone doesn't come out you know smelling like a rose shall we say and so I did obscure identifying details in those circumstances and then um, a couple of times I asked permission you know I said hey I've included this experience that we had together could you know I could change your name could I use your name and, and sort of talk to the person um, uh, you know I had um, I had my husband read the book you know it was like you don't want to like inadvertently blow up your marriage over a book I guess so <laughs> I don't see that wrote especially about marriage so but that was extra tricky uh but you know just just navigating that um as the you know as the process progressed yeah my my book was a little bit uh interesting because I, I interviewed people to collect some of their stories of chronic illness um, and included them in the book. But my process of interviewing went from like 2017 to 2020. So I had to go back and ask some people that I included their stories from when I interviewed them in 2017, like, is this really the same story that, that you're still living now? Or has that changed um, quite a bit? So there was, there were definitely some revisions that I had to make and I had to take a story out um, but I did, because um, of the way that my book worked, I, I did ended up going back and showing every person like the draft or at least the chapter where, where I included their story to make sure that it felt like it was true to them and that they were happy with how they were represented. I am reminded of Anne Lamott saying something like, well, if people didn't want me to write about them in an unflattering light, they should have been nicer to me. And on that note, <laughs> thank you all for your time and join us again, anyone who's interested for our next book hub.